microphone check one two one two jit in the room welcome to episode three of dreaming out loud it's your boy jonathan isaiah thomas aka just innovative thinking today i'm gonna be talking about a few things this book that i've been reading recently and some tv shows that i've been watching so it should be a good show and the first thing that i'm gonna get into is this book that i've been reading by nelson mandela and before i even get into the book for real i just want to talk about how i've been in this reading slump usually throughout the past few years i've read you know a bunch of books you know it all culminated in i think 2018 when i read 100 books that year and it was it was glorious it was great I loved, you know, reading and, you know, I read a lot of YA. I think my favorite books that year were The Hate You Give by Angie Thomas and This Darkness Mine by Mindy McGinnis. So that year it was just full of me reading a whole bunch of different stuff. And going back to last year, I had my lowest amount of reading for like a long time. And I had like only read 17 books. And part of it was because, well, school. Uh, but another thing was me reading more like adult fantasy. So adult fantasy has, you know, larger plots, bigger stories things like that. So, you know, it took me longer to get through those books compared to some other stuff um, back in when I was reading more YA stuff. So, going back to, to now, and this is midway through the year. And I've only read like two books. And I've just, I haven't been really interested in a lot of stuff. I've tried to read, you know, different adult fantasy, YA stuff. Um, but, you know, I've been, for the past year, you know, I do a lot of reading when I'm in school. So reading is like my job. And uh, it's not saying that I've, I've fallen out of love with reading. It's just I haven't read anything that's really got me excited. And I just read now as a part of my schoolwork, you know, a part of my job. So it hasn't been the funnest thing in the world. Uh, so I've been trying to just look at something, you know, trying to find a book that really excites me. And 
you know, and plus it's the summer now too, and I'm trying to, you know, uh, educate myself on some things with Black history, Black culture. So I decided to, you know, I, I you know, was going through Audible. That's how I really take in my stuff. It's through Audible or Braille or stuff with on like Microsoft Word and things like that. But for this particular book, I was, you know, I've always known about Nelson Mandela. Um, but I never knew about his story. So I wanted to, you know, get deeper into that. So I decided to get a long walk to freedom and it's his autobiography. And the, the interesting thing about it is that, you know, uh, it takes you, he takes you through his, his life is from really from birth, childhood, you know, how he got into, you know, politics and, you know, the, the struggle um, in, in South Africa and, uh, you know, his his time in prison. And that's pretty much where I'm up to right now is his time in prison. He's been ooh, locked up for about 20 years um, where I'm at right now. I haven't finished the book yet, but it's it's a I've really enjoyed, um, you know, reading it. It's it's I've learned a lot about the kind of racial injustices and, you know, social injustices that, you know, took place um, in South Africa, you know, back in that time. So that have been like 60s, 70s, 80s, you know, uh, and how during that time you also had the civil rights movement, you know, over here in the U.S., and how things were going over here compared to, you know, what was going on in South Africa. And you can see how there was segregation, you know, over there through apartheid. And, you know, we had, you know, Jim Crow over here. Um, but something that, you know, um, Mandela points out um, in his story or in his memoir is that, you know, the the how, like, let's say Martin Luther King went about you know, the, the civil rights movement, um, with, with nonviolence, um, you know, in, in South Africa, um, you know, that was kind of one of the you know, pivotal things, um, for this organization that he was a part of the, the ANC was, was nonviolence. But, um, unlike in America, how you have some, uh, you know, civil liberties that are, you know, guaranteed through the constitution with, the, the right to protest and, um, you know, how a, a nonviolent protest can go a long way in the U.S. Um, in some ways, um, for, um, you know, Nelson Mandela and other individuals a part of the ANC, they weren't, you know, able to do, the, they kind of got to the end of the rope for, for, you know, nonviolent uh, protest and, and struggles and, you know, doing different strategies that way. So, you know, uh, he and some other people, you know, decides to go more militant uh, uh, route. And his, his story is just so um, interesting. Um, you know, how he grew up in the, the trans guy and growing up in the, you know, the countryside of, you know, South Africa and, uh, 
the the different things that that he had to go through his journey um you know uh, his his mother making sacrifices you know for him so he could have you know a better life uh him you know getting his education and, and you know becoming a lawyer and and fighting for you know people that look like him and you know uh serving serving them and just to how he was like a freedom fighter he wanted to you know make a difference for you know his people um you know africans and fighting against this the the national party and the the the, the racist regime that they that they brought in and you know something that i didn't really know is how um involved a lot of you know the white people were you know in that country and probably throughout africa but specifically in south africa how you know it goes back you know 300 you know years to you know the 1600s and how they you know white people came in and you know started taking over started taking over this particular area that was you know predominantly um you know black and uh, seeing the the struggles and, and, and uh, pains that they put on you know those those black people and uh, you know later on uh how you know the national party implemented you know these uh, apartheid uh, policies the separation and uh, you know Nelson Mandela you know wanted to to fight for this he had a a a zeal to make a difference for his country and one of the parts of the story is you know he's he gets smuggled out of South Africa and he goes on this kind of tour for different countries under like a false name and he's kind of ga- gathering up um, information about doing a, you know, uh, an armed uh, resistance towards the government in South Africa, and something that struck me is that you know he had the chance to 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 get away, to get out, and to to not go back because um, he was under a lot of fire for you know what he was doing, the organizations that he was a part of. The, the the South African government continuously believing that that he was a part of you know uh, the Communist Party uh, as well as the the ANC being uh, a Communist Party, um, but he decided to 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 go back when he when he saw that things were starting to 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 change and he wanted to you know liberate and and be with you know, his people in South Africa. So he, he kind of went back and, and it was just, there's just so many amazing things about, you know, this book, uh, about his story and his life and what he, he did for, I think not only, not only for, you know, people in South Africa, but people around the world, um, you know, black people around the world, uh, seeing uh, someone like him stand up against, uh, a government that was oppressive and um, wanted him to be dead and uh, wanted things to be a certain way. Uh, saw, you know, uh, uh, 
the Africans um, there as as you know subpar as uh, not worthy of, uh, of being treated as as humans as being treated equally, and I can you know relate to to that in um, you know not all of what he went through, but the things that he was he was fighting for. And so far, it's just, it's just been very enlightening. Um, it's, it's empowering as well, seeing that, you know, he was so fervent in what he wanted to do, that he wanted to, to help his people and do everything that he could, that he sacrificed his life for that. And uh he you know he was charged with you know multiple different things throughout his life um i think there was one where he was tried tr- tried with uh you know uh high treason for uh doing you know these these nonviolent um protests and then he was also um charged with with something else um uh but that was even you know worse because he was uh one of the leaders of this this uh armed you know military uh <laughs> commander in chief so uh and then he made this like really long speech where he was just like defending himself in in prison or not in prison but in in his trial and you know, he used those different moments to um, always talk about the struggle, uh, to to point out the 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 reasons why um, he, the ANC, and his people are you know fighting. They're fighting for freedom, and uh, he said that you know he would be willing to die for. Uh, to, to, to get that freedom to, to help his people. So it's just, you know, very remarkable, just all the things that he's done and uh, just the, the, his speeches, his words uh, are very inspirational. So, you know, so far I've been really enjoying this book and it's kind of wanted me to, you know, do more research on, well, I mean, I've already been trying to do more research on Black history, and so uh, some 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 other books that I want to read. Uh, it's uh, the the New Jim Crow by Michelle Alexander, and uh, that's one of the next books that I want to read, uh, and it's about the you know. Uh, United States justice system and what's been the and how that that whole system is like the 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 the, the new form of, of of slavery and how the the prison the prison system is 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 like that and how it affects a, a lot of people of color specifically uh, black and brown people and like a lot of them are are black men, and it's you know uh, an unproportioned amount of, of black people are are um, imprisoned. 
So that's probably the next book I'm going to read. There's another one. Uh, it's called Cast. I don't remember the, the author of it. But it's also about the like the racial caste system, you know, here uh, in America and how that uh, affects, um, you know, people of color and the, the way that they're treated or viewed um, and, you know, different things like that. So I'm, I'm, I'm reading very uh, maybe social, political type books, but um, it kind of centers around black culture, black history. Um, and you know, what's really, you know, happening here in America, there's, cause there's just a lot of stuff that's happening right now. You see, um, you know, recently, you know, Roe v. Wade got, you know, overturned, um, was struck down by the Supreme court. So, um, women, um, losing the, the right to choose if they, you know, want to get, you know, an abortion, um, you know, you got some of the justices talking about some some other things could be coming next that they're, you know, could be trying to strike down if that's um, contraception or gay marriage or just the right to, to privacy in the bedroom. It's looking real, real wild right now about, you know, what's going on. So I I think it's it's good that, you know, that we read books that give us knowledge and information and tell us about history um so that we can use that in our lives today because it's looking like we we got a struggle going going on we gotta we gotta fight for you know our rights and our, our freedoms because people trying to take that away and you know i think there's value in in books and knowledge and you know i want to you know spread some of that with you know the things that uh, I have at my disposal, if that's, you know, my research that I do, you know, this podcast that I'm doing or some other form of media that, you know, I use. I want to be able to, you know, spread, you know, information about, you know, what's going on as well as, um, you know, how you can get more information. So uh, those are some kind of books that I've been that I'm interested in, you know, the things that I've been uh, learning from Nelson Mandela, you know, always fight for what you believe in. Um, and, you know, even though people are trying to tear you down or uh, don't want you to succeed, that you just got to keep on going, believe in yourself and believe in what you're trying to do and try to make a positive difference for people. And yeah, it's, it's you know, Long Walk to Freedom is very powerful. I, you know, I highly recommend it. I, I haven't finished it yet, but I'm I'm still working through it. It's a, it's a thick book though. It's a thick book, but it's, it's been really good. And, you know, going back to, you know, um, you know, Roe v. Wade and uh, the Supreme Court, you know, striking that down. I, it's just taking things, you know, backwards and women should have the right to, to choose, um, you know, what, you know, with what they want to do with their, their bodies as we shouldn't be out here telling them, you know, what they can and can't do. If they can, you know, you gotta have this kid. Nah, you know, I don't believe that, you know, a woman shouldn't have to, 
um, you know, uh, uh, carry a child, you know, to term if they were, you know, raped or sexually abused or, you know, anything like that. It's, it's their body. They should have the, the choice to, you know, choose what they want to do. Um, you know, leave them alone. Let them, you know, let them be. And there's just so many things that are like wrong with this. Like, you know, women are, are, are losing uh, a, a right. Uh, they're losing their, you know, reproductive rights. And, you know, I want to support them as much as I can to, you know, uh, speak out, you know, against this. Because uh, it's something that, you know, is wrong. And that it's, it's, it's really about controlling women and, 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 you know, white men wanting power and, and kind of dictating, you know, how things should be. And yeah, I don't think that's okay. So there's just so many issues going on, you know, right now. And hopefully, you know, this, this fall with the elections that we vote in some, some, some people that, uh, restore women's rights, reproductive rights, and <laughs> try and make this country better. Cause this is really disappointing to, to be, uh, <laughs> an American citizen. So, but let's move on to the next thing. So recently I've been watching some TV shows and there's been some, there's been some good stuff, good stuff. I've been watching a variety of different things. You know, I got to take advantage of my time, you know, over the summer because, you know, when I'm in school, I kind of scale back, you know, the amount of TV that I watch to focus on, you know, my schoolwork. So I've been watching uh, Manifest, uh, what else, what else, uh, All American, uh, the show called uh, uh, The Endgame, which comes on Hulu, and Chicago Med, what else, uh, I've been going old school and watching like Sister Sister, which has been pretty interesting and, you know, funny, but, you know, I'm a focus right now on uh, Manifest. And this show is is pretty wild. I remember, I think it was on NBC and then they canceled it and then Netflix uh, picked it up uh, for season two and then also like season three. And I believe there's a season four coming out, but this show is, is, is interesting and it's about this uh, plane that, it, so it's, I think it's based off of like something that happened in real life where there was this uh, flight that disappeared. Um, and for months, uh, you know, people were, you know, looking for this plane and it was just gone. Like it, it, it disappeared. There was so much, you know, ocean to, to look through that it was never recovered or found. And that's where kind of the premise of this show starts with. It's about a plane 
that goes missing. And uh, five years later, the plane comes back. And uh, everyone on the plane was presumed dead because it was gone for five years. And everybody's back. And they're alive. And uh, just just five years have, have gone by. And uh, these people on flight 828 they're 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 not the same you know as they were when they they left uh they they now have they receive these these callings that's the, that's what they call them they're these like visions and and um you know they they hear their own voice telling them to do things and they they kind of see these visions about you know different people or different places or different moments or actions and things like that. And they have to like follow these things. Cause if they don't, it kind of negatively affects them. But when they go and follow these callings, they are ultimately like helping people. Um, so I think like in the first episode, the, uh, uh, one of the main characters, her name is Mick or Michaela. She hears this like voice tell her to, uh, uh, like free them. And originally, you know, she, uh, thinks that it's to like free these dogs that are behind this cage or behind this like fence. So she frees them. Um, but she keeps on hearing, that that you know her voice say free them so she she goes back to that particular spot and uh, um you know long story short it, it just happens to be that the dude that was running this particular facility was was harboring uh uh these like women and he was probably dealing in like human trafficking so he he Michaela saved these 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 women that were you know, locked up in like a, like a storage area. So it's, it's kind of stuff like that. So you see, um, her and, uh, you know, her brother who was also on flight 828 as well as her, her nephew, uh, received these, these callings, uh, you know, throughout the different episodes and they help people, uh, you know, uh, they, they save them from, from fires or, uh, you know, different, different things like that, where it's them, uh, helping, helping people in, in some sort of way. And the, the, one of the, the Michaela, her, her nephew, his name is Cal. And I call, you know, Cal has been like the, the, the big deal. He was the big deal in, in, in season one. And, uh, um, because he was just kind of this the center of of everything uh you know i call him i call him baby jesus baby g <laughs> baby jesus he was he was uh, uh he was wanted by you know some people in the the nsa and the, the well the nsa was after like all of the, the 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 passengers because they wanted to know like how what what happened what were what were y'all doing where did y'all go and you know, for them on the, the plane, no time had passed. So it's a real, 
interesting show. I've uh, uh, enjoyed it um, so far. I'm currently on season three, and it's it's been recently uh, revealed that you know they could have you know actually died on the plane. Uh, and they were like resurrected. So when they came back after five years, they were like resurrected. And so I'm like, okay, this is this is wild. And I'm excited to see where where things go uh, uh, for the rest of you know season three. And when season four comes out, yeah, this is this has been my my favorite show. It's kind of it, it has a lot of Christian. Um, like kind of symbolism with it where they're receiving these callings and it could be, you know, they could be receiving these things from God or, you know, none of it makes sense uh, about what's happening. And, you know, you know, if it's resurrection or if it's them coming back after five years, and then you have some other characters that, weren't even on flight eight two eight that you know were were you know coming back from being presumed dead there's the there's a character named Zeke who uh went like hiking and got caught in like a snowstorm and like hit up in a cave and he was like stuck there for a year and you know, his family thought he died. Um, but uh, I believe like Cal and Michaela had like a calling about, you know, Zeke and they, they helped, you know, save him and he, he returned. Uh, so he was, he was returned, but he wasn't on flight 828. And there were some other characters that, you know, had similar things going on. So it's, it's a, <laughs> it's a real interesting show. I just love the, you know, the, you don't know why these characters were, you know, went away for so long and what happened to the plane? Uh, why are they having these callings? What's the big picture? Is it, is it, it's, is it connected to, to stuff back thousands of years ago? Uh, that, that could be a possibility, but there's, there's just a lot of, just interesting stuff going on, you know, in the show. And I'm excited for, to see what happens next. So I may uh, keep y'all updated about, you know, my journey with uh, watching this show. Another show I want to talk about is uh, called All American. And I believe it comes on the CW. And uh, it's a show about, uh, that's starring Tate Diggs. So, you know, that's pretty dope. And it's about this, um, you know, this, this, uh, black football player who, um, plays, uh, at South, you know, Crenshaw in LA and he's a beast. You know, he is like pretty much a, a superstar wide receiver. And, uh, um, you know, Tate Diggs, his character, um, Billy Baker, he's a coach for the uh, Beverly Hills uh, like high school, and he goes and watches one of Spencer's games, 
and kind of <laughs> illegally recruits him to uh, <laughs> Beverly Beverly Hill High. And, you know, we ain't going to talk about that. But, yeah, he, he does that, and he convinces him to, you know, come play for him because, you know, Billy used to uh, be in the NFL, and he believes that, you know, Spencer has what it takes to 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 go to the NFL and he believes that he has more of a, a chance of accomplishing that goal, you know, if if Spencer comes to, you know, Beverly. So he, you know, decides to go. That's his dream to go to the NFL. And the the, the show kind of centers around kind of stuff was going on in Crenshaw as well as in, you know, Beverly Hills, you know, with Spencer and how he's trying to balance, you know, being in Beverly and playing for, you know, uh, that school's football team, but also trying to still stay connected, you know, with his hood and, you know, being there for his his mom, his brother and his, uh, his best friend, Coop. And... Uh, you know, he 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 loves his family very much and he'll do anything for him. So he's, you know, he's a type of person that will, you know, he's kind of loyal and he'll he'll fight for his for his people. If you if, if Spencer is on your side, you know, you know, you he'll he'll ride or die for you. And you also see some some gang related stuff that 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 happens, um, you know, and throughout the, the different seasons and uh, he's trying to diffuse, you know, a lot of that stuff. He doesn't want, you know, his, his best friend Coop to, you know, get involved with, um, you know, being in gangs because, you know, her friend, you know, Sean was, was killed, you know, by another gang member. It's just, it's just, a you know, a whole bunch of stuff that goes on there. And then on the, you know, the Beverly Hills side, uh, Spencer uh stays with with uh his coach Billy and and his family and uh Billy's son is uh, the starting quarterback for the for the team and he's kind of jealous of you know Spencer you know at first because he's the he's the new kid he's the he's the beast the superstar wide receiver and he's you know taking up all the attention uh of of his dad and uh, he you know he tries to to show out and he tries to get um Spencer kicked off the team and you know all that stuff and then there's a another you know family member um Olivia who is uh Billy's uh, uh daughter and uh, she has her own set of issues she's you know recovering from you know uh you know drugs and you know spending time in rehab and she is is, is going through a lot and you know she likes Spencer and you know she wants to be with him but she really don't he really doesn't pay any attention to her like that he he sees her as a friend but i you know i kind of i kind of want them to get together <laughs> you know hopefully we see that happen in the next couple seasons i'm only on i'm on um 
season three right now. So hopefully we get to see that happen uh, sometime in the future. Cause it just seems like they, they, they fit together like so well. So hopefully they're like, they're, they're in game and uh, they, they end up together, but you know, with the, with the whole show, Spencer, you know, is a beast. He has a, you know, different battles that he goes through, you know, his, his father, you know, um, leaving him when he was eight years old and, you know, not being his, not being in his life, um, you know, for eight years. And he holds like a lot of resentment, you know, towards him. And he kind of, uh, plays with that, that anger with a chip on his shoulder. Um, so he's just trying to really prove himself when he's in Beverly and eventually he, uh, you know, makes, makes friends with, you know, his, his team and, you know, they, they do the thing and, and, you know, try and, and, and make, make it to, make it to state. There's a whole bunch of ups and downs and twists and turns, but it's, I think it's a really good show. I've, I've been enjoying, uh, watching it and, you know, taking it all in. So, um, I've been, you know, really interested in, you know, what's going on. So the the last show that I want to talk about right now is this uh, show called The the End Game. And it's just a little show that I uh, I was looking at Hulu and wanted, you know, to see what some what some shows that I wa- can watch on here. And one of them was uh, The the End Game. And I really like <laughs> the premise of the, of the show at the at the beginning. You know, I saw the little plot summary for the first episode and it's about you know this 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 woman who takes over like seven banks in new york city and i'm like oh that sounds real interesting and then and it's kind of this you know cat mouse game between the 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 woman who uh took over the banks and an fbi agent and i'm like oh okay this this is kind of similar to what killing eve and i was like all right all right let me let me check this out so uh it's been uh <laughs> very you know intriguing you know seeing how uh uh what's the name uh, Federova uh, Snow White her nickname is like Snow White and how she is just really kind of toying <laughs> with the the FBI the, the the CIA the just the, all these different intelligence uh agencies and she's just she has uh they have her like uh locked up in in uh like uh, a fort and uh, she's just like playing these games with them and she always wants to you know tell a story and how all these stories connect with you know what she's trying to do and uh uh Val Turner this is the FBI agent and she knows um Federova Snow White you know very well uh, she had, you know, some dealings with her in the past. So, uh, but like her superiors aren't like listening to her and, you know, Val has like all this insight and about Fedorova and they're just like not listening to her, uh, you know, because of what, you know, her husband did, you know, her husband is, uh, in prison, uh, and, 
they believe that he's a, a dirty agent. You know, he was an FBI agent as well. And they, you know, <laughs> Val actually turned her husband in uh, for a crime that he committed. So they're kind of uh, holding her, um, you know, responsible partially uh, because of, you know, her husband and what, she, what he did. So, you know, uh, I'm, I think there's only like one season out like right now, but, you know, Federova takes over, uh, seven banks. She has a, a pretty much like a military and army for, for hire. And, you know, she wants different things from these banks and she's trying to expose these people that are a part of the government or are viewed as doing these good things and how they're not really good people. Um, even though like herself, she's not, <laughs> she does these crimes and is a, a mercenary and all that type of stuff. Uh, so it's just interesting to see the, the interaction interactions that Fedorova has with, with Val and uh, just the, the whole kind of strategy of, getting into the banks, taking them over, getting into the, you know, the, the different vaults and, uh, safety, uh, security boxes and all that stuff. And one of the banks that, uh, she and her people took over was the federal reserve. And one of the things she's trying to, uh, destroy, the, the 6,000 tons of, of gold there. Uh, and we don't know like what the whole purpose is. Uh, we could put, you know, America in stability. It could be something like that, but it's, you know, I like the, the, the mind games that Fedorova likes to play and, and Valis, you know, connecting all the pieces and all the dots and seeing how everything that Federoba does is all connected. So it's a, it's a show that, you know, it's, it's, it's similar to uh, killing Eve, you know, if you like that, but I think it's kind of like a, a, a poor, a poor man's version of, of uh, killing Eve, but I think it's still good though. I still, I still enjoy it. There's some some other shows that I'm watching, but kind of those are really the ones that are taking a lot of my attention right now. And uh, I'm I'm gonna keep on watching them. I'm gonna update y'all on you know what's what's happening and what's going on. But I'm I'm enjoying them. And uh, I think that's the end of this podcast. I've enjoyed talking to y'all it's always a uh you know fun to you know just you know just talk and not really know where things are gonna go and you know see what happens but you can follow me on twitter at incredible j-i-t and i appreciate you listening and as always, peace and much love to you.